Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Terrell History and Comment. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Monday, the 20th day of February, 2023. Spanish explorer Juan Ponce de Leon departs Spain for Florida along with a group of colonists. This was not his first time in the New World. He had been around Puerto Rico for about six years prior to this. The story about the Fountain of Youth seemed to have been applied to him after he died. French explorer Robert LaSalle establishes Fort St. Louis near the middle of the Texas coast in 1685. LaSalle was better known for his exploration of the Mississippi River a couple of years earlier. He's the one who coined the term Louisiana. President Washington signs the Postal Service Act in 1792, establishing the U.S. Post Office Department, which it was called until it was reorganized as the U.S. Postal Service. The first stamps cost 6 to 12 cents, depending on the distance. Gold was found west of Denver in the mid-1850s, and there was a major rush in 1859. Congress authorizes the U.S. Mint at Denver in 1895. There had been three companies striking gold coins in Denver, and the government was interested in purchasing the largest. The Denver Mint is one of a long list of U.S. mints, some no longer in production. Today, the Denver Mint produces most of the U.S.'s coins. If you look closely, most have a very small D near the date. Speaking of mint marks, while they are generally present, and the absence of one indicates Philadelphia, from 1965 through 1967, no coins carried a mint mark. Part of the issue was a shortage of coins, and mint marks were making the situation worse. Another of the mint's functions was to refine gold. The mines and stamping mills in the Colorado gold fields would extract gold by using mercury. The gold-rich mercury would be sent to the mint, where the gold was refined and stored. Noted outdoor photographer Ansel Adams is born in San Francisco in 1902. Adams' works are considered the pinnacle of photography. In 1979, he was commissioned to do the official presidential portrait of Jimmy Carter. It was announced Friday that the 89-year-old Carter will not seek further hospital care and entered a hospice program. An AP story reported the former president was diagnosed with melanoma four years ago and it has spread. The first National Hockey League team in Toronto, the Arenas, ceased operation after only two seasons in 1919. The St. Patrick's will be the team until the spring of 1927. That fall, they become the Maple Leafs. Screenwriter and director Robert Altman was born in 1925. The MASH film was one of his first directing credits. His unorthodox style enraged the leading cast and it was reported he disdained how the television series developed. There is more than one major bridge in the San Francisco Bay Area. In 1931, Congress authorizes the building of a bridge between San Francisco and Oakland to the east. It is significantly longer than the Golden Gate Bridge and opened six months earlier. It was just an easier build than the more famous cousin. In a strange move, Congress retreats in 1933. They pass the Blaine Act that will repeal Prohibition. Of course, this just starts the process. Prohibition had earlier been enshrined in the Constitution. 
In another long-standing political tradition, Hitler meets in 1933 with German industrialists to arrange financing the Nazis' upcoming election. More on the lead-up to World War II. In 1938, Britain's foreign secretary resigns in protest, claiming Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain has been appeasing Nazi Germany. History aligns against Chamberlain on this point. The first transport of Polish Jews departs for concentration camps in 1941. The Saturday Evening Post publishes the first of Norman Rockwell's Four Freedoms works in 1943. The originals measure 35 by 45 inches and were oil on canvas. Today they reside at the Rockwell Museum in Stockwell, Massachusetts. Sometimes the names we hear in the news are rather normal people. Actually, most are, unless their brains have rotted from excess fame and fortune. John Warren Giles Jr. had an interest in music and was fond of jazz and blues with a hint of folk. He also liked working on race cars. He and the band named after him had a couple of very popular hits in the early 80s, and then it was back to a more normal life. John was shortened to just the initial J, J. Giles Band. He was born on this day in 1946. There is a lot to do in the news this past week about the train derailment in Ohio. Tragic for certain, and a lot of industrial knowledge and caution has come from such events. In 1947, a vat of strong acid used to polish aluminum gets too hot. Due to a failure in a cooling unit, the explosion is reported to have created a 25-foot crater, killed 17, and damaged 11 buildings in Los Angeles. Be concerned when all of the blame is placed on the federal government and everyone is looking to them for answers. Railroads transport hundreds, if not thousands, of carloads of the most hazardous materials known to man each day. Events of this magnitude occur from time to time, but they are generally rare. When there is an issue and the genie is out of the bottle, there are no good ways to get things back in. Forty-five years ago, this coming Friday, crews for the L&N Railroad were cleaning up a derailment near the middle of the town of Waverly, Tennessee, when a car they believed to be stable blew up. They were preparing to unload the damaged car. August A. Bush Jr. buys the St. Louis Cardinals for three and three-quarter million dollars and pledges not to move the team from St. Louis in 1953. I have to wonder why anyone would think the Bush family would move something out of St. Louis. Bush's grandfather had immigrated to the Missouri City 42 years before August was born there. John Glenn becomes the first American to orbit Earth in 1962. The spacecraft Friendship 7 made three orbits of Earth in just under five hours. We have talked previously of the links the government went to during the Cold War. In 1971, the National Emergency Center mistakenly activates the emergency broadcast system and orders U.S. radio and television stations to go off the air. The mistake will be noticed and corrected in about 30 minutes. Boston Bruins center Phil Esposito is the NHL's quickest to score 50 goals in a season in 1971. It was also his 29th birthday, making him 81 today. The NASCAR season kicked off yesterday with the 65th running of the Daytona 500. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was the winner. Forty years ago, Cale Yarborough won for his third time. It was the first time the winning car had an in-car camera. 
you can bet they were much larger than a GoPro is today. Ross Perot announces he will run for president on this day in 1992. That's history and comment for the 20th day of February. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.